This morning I'm going to talk about he's the master of the storm. Do you ever realize that we live in turbulent times? Every time we turn around, we're facing another storm of some kind. Natural and spiritual storms come to one another. And on that note, let me say, let's keep Israel in our prayers. Okay? Now, we need to keep them in our prayers, but let me say this to you, and I'm not going to get into eschatology, but everything that I see happening in the Middle East and everything that's going on over there is nothing more than what the Word of God has already said was going to take place in the last days. And I, I know that you have to get into the study of eschatology and all the end time stuff, but the one thing we need to be sure that we are right with God because he's going to take care of us. Amen. You know, a lot of people in the Bible went through natural storms in their lives. You know, Noah had to go through the flood. Jonah ran from God and he got, got in trouble in that storm that he was in, in the bellies of the whale. And then did you ever remember the story of the disciples crossing the Sea of Galilee? They ran into a storm. Paul on his way to, to Rome ran into a storm. Now the more, I could name a whole lot more people that ran into storms and had to deal with storms of different, you know, for different reasons. Uh, like Jonah, he disobeyed God. Paul and the disciples were obeying God. Various kinds of storms come to everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much faith you got. Natural storms come. Family difficulties come. Financial crisis and hardships come. Sickness comes. Sometimes a religious storm comes and you're, you're ousted and ostracized because of what you believe. You know, no one is exempt from storms. If you are born again Christian, the devil is going to make sure that you run into a few storms. You know, your world may be being tossed around. The waves may be rocking your boat. It may look like the sun's never going to shine again. But if you'll trust God, the master of the storm, you'll come through. Let's go to Acts 27 and read. I'm going to be reading this out of the NLT today. <clears throat> Sometimes I like to read from the NLT because it says it a little in a little more modern language. Acts 27, 14. But when the weather changed abruptly and the wind of a typhoon strength called a nor northeastern burst across the island and blew us out to sea, the sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island of Kada, where with great difficulty they 
hoisted aboard the lifeboat that we were towing behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across the sandbars by the Cyrus Straits off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship, were driven before the wind. The next day, as the gale-forced winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The ter- terrible storm raged for, raged for many days, blotting out the sun and stars until, all, all, until the last of all hope was gone. Now, let, let's look at this story. Here, Paul is on this ship with a group of soldiers that had taken him to Rome because he had appealed to Caesar. He had been before King Agrippa and he, he appealed to Caesar because he's is a Roman citizen. To us, that would be the same as appealing to the Supreme Court. That would, we, that, that might help us to understand. He had, he had, he had asked to, an appeal to Caesar, which was the highest he could go, and the Supreme Court is the highest we can go. They had difficulty sailing. They wanted to sail to a better port before the winter. Now, if you'll read up ahead of that, Paul had warned them, but they didn't pay any attention to him. And when this, this storm came upon them, in the natural, it looked like they'd never see the sun again. Man, they were holding on to everything they could hold on to to keep when the waves were crashing over the ship. They were doing everything they could if they had to walk to keep their balance. The masts on the ship were being broken like by the wind, by like match stick, match sticks. <laughs> there we go. They threw the anchor overboard to let it drag to maybe keep them from going into the rocks. And they wondered if they'd ever see the sun again. Maybe you've been in a storm like that. A giant wave of, you know, circumstances and situations tossing you about on the sea of life. You're being blown about by the continuous winds of adversity that's coming against you. And it doesn't seem like you're ever going to get any, any relief. Are you going to ever see a better day? You know, sometimes when we get into these situations, I've seen it over the years. I've been, I've been, I've been around a few years now, like about 50 of them, I guess. You might want to add 34 to that. (laughs) And I have seen people when they get into the storms of life and things are happening and it looks like that, (laughs) that the same thing that these guys, they said they're going to never see the sun again. But let me tell you what, if you'll believe God, the son of God will appear. He is the master of the storm. The master of the storm in the Bible helped many people. 
I think about the three Hebrew children. There they were in the fiery furnace. But the master of the storm showed up. Daniel 3. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement, explained to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them in the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, David replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then, you know, the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, remember they were in the storm, and the storm broke up on them, and they woke Jesus up and said, Say, we're going to drown, save us. That's found in Matthew 8, 24. I'm just paraphrasing it. And he asked them, why are you so afraid? Why you have so little faith? He got up and rebuked the storm. Now, Paul and Silas found themselves in the prison. Cell at midnight. Now, midnight, when, when a lot of times we use the term midnight to, uh, as this is the worst thing it can be. This is, this is bad. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm running out of words to describe what I want to say. But anyway, how many understand what went about to midnight? <laughs> you know. And it says here in Acts 16, 25, 26, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open and the chain uh, off of every, fell off of every prisoner. Now, I want you to notice that they didn't start griping and complaining. Silas could have said to, to Paul, so why the world you get us in this mess for? Blah, 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 blah. But they began to sing praises to God. In the middle of your storm, you got to be able to lift your head and sing praises to God because the help from the storm is not in your griping and complaining and whining and crying. The help from your storm is when you begin to praise God. And here we, we see Paul on the way to Rome. Now, we didn't read this part. We're going down. We read Acts 24, 25. He said to Paul, the angel of the Lord, don't be afraid. Paul, you will surely stand trial before Caesar. Once more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage for I believe God. It is just, it will be just as he said. Here, God promised Paul that you're going to get out of the storm. He said, you're going to see the sun again. They hadn't seen the sun for days. Matthew 5, 44 says, for he gives his, he gives his sunlight, this is the sun, S-U-N, to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. Here we see the S-U-N shining on both the righteous and the unrighteous. This can mean several things. To everyone, the sun will appear again every morning, no matter what, you, what kind of condition you're in, what you see, what you don't see, the sun comes up every morning. 
But there's another thing that the rising of the sun in the eastern sky can remind us of. It can remind us and everyone else that Jesus arose the son of God. And there was brightness wherever he went. Have you ever read in the word of God when, 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 the, when the spirit of God came around, there's always brightness? Sometimes the devil tried to tell you that you're not going to make it out of this storm. Oh yeah, God's helped you before, but this time it's not going to work. You know, he likes to do that when, you re, when you're in some kind of a situation. He like, you're, you're down anyway. He never attacks you when you're up. He t- attacks you when you're down. You know, the devil may have told you that you're never going to fr- be free again, but the song we sang said you are free. You may not see any help anywhere on the horizon. It's dark. The wind is blowing. Everything around you is upset and you see no way out. But keep trusting God and on that horizon, you'll see a little speck of light. And as you keep praising God, that speck gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it comes and washes over you and drives away the darkness, drives away the storm, drives away the situation, and you stand rejoicing free, free indeed. You see, God has promised to help you in your storm. It's up to you whether you reach out and get that help. He's not going to come and force it on you. He's not going to come down and beat you on the head and say, here, here it is. He's, it, he has offered it. All you have to do is begin to, by faith, to believe what the word says. And as you believe the word and praise him, you'll begin to see that the darkness will flee and you'll run with glee. Hallelujah. You see, all storms are temporary, but God is permanent. The promises of God are permanent. All of your storms in life are temporary. God is constantly and permanently committed to getting us through the storm. He never said we wouldn't have a storm. But he said, I will be with you through them all. You know, we need to stir ourselves up and begin to praise God. The master of the storm is with you always, continually, every day. In the good, in the bad, in the ugly, in the bad time, the good time, the in-between time, all the time, God, the master of the storm, is with you, and he'll take you through to the other side if you'll simply believe him. The master of the storm 
told us in his word, in the word, we would go through storms. Here's what he told Paul in Acts 27, 23. Last night, an angel of the Lord, the angel, <laughs> excuse me, last night, the angel of, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you surely shall stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be as he said. Paul said something here that's vitally important. The God whom, to whom I belong and whom I serve. He said he belonged to God and he's serving him. Hey, it doesn't matter if it's the midnight hour. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of the storm. You belong to God and you're serving him and he'll take you to the other side. Some people get in the middle of a storm and they say, well, I don't know why God's letting this happen to me. They start blaming God. Oh no, I'd never blame God. Well, that's just what you did when you said that. Why is God letting this happen to me? That's blaming God. Come on. You know, some people get in the middle of a storm, they quit coming to church. They quit reading the Bible. Well, this is not helping me. I don't know what's going away. You know, in the midnight hour, don't run from God, run to God. During the storm, you, you need to can draw closer than you ever have been. In the midnight hour, we need to stay firm, firmly gripped, in the word of God and not let nothing deter us. Now, I'll tell this little story. <clears throat> my, I sick, I was a, when I was associate pastor of my father-in-law there in Garland, Texas for six years, he had built a 32, 34 foot pontoon boat all right, well, had a little cabin on it, had decks in the front and the back and a cabin with the little cooking area and stuff. And the church used it, the youth used it, the men used it, ladies used it. It was, and so we, ourselves, myself and him and several of the men of the church, we'd gotten a bunch of Christmas trees right after Christmas and we went out on the lake and we, we put those down, you know, for, so the fish would get around them. And, uh, so we'd got that all done and there was a storm coming. And I, and I told I told him, I said, dad, we better get back to the, we better get back to the shore. I mean, there's a bad storm coming. Look at that. Look at that cloud bank back in there. And so, uh, we headed in across the lake. We were way out. And man, that wind started blowing and that thing was rocking and the water was coming up over the, the deck. And so there's a bunch of guys inside in there and I saw all that and I said, wait a minute, I, there's two tight of quarters in here and I, there's only a door here and a door there and there's several of us in there. I went out there, I went out on the deck and I was hanging on out on the deck, the water coming 
coming up, splashing, waves coming across. And he put that thing in, he put the, those motors back there, he put them wide open and we hit a wave. And of course the wave come up and the motors was driving that thing and the water got up to here, about here on me and I hollered, cut the motors, you're driving this thing in the ground. In the ground. <laughs> but, and I was thinking as I was putting this message together, I got to thinking about that. If I felt that way in that little bit of a storm, man, you can imagine what these guys were feeling in their storm. But Paul said, I believe God. I can almost see him. He just put, put his foot up on the railing and said, I believe God and the storm is blowing like crazy. The waves is baiting against him. I believe God, it will be easy, he told me. Let me tell you what, in the midst of your storm, put your foot up on the bow of the boat, lift up and say, I believe God, it'll be even as he told me. Believe it and receive it, enjoy it and shout about it. Hallelujah to Jesus. The number two thing that he told Paul, don't be afraid. So what a storm comes, don't be afraid. You got the master of the storm on board. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I wouldn't be afraid either if an angel come and told me. Hey, we got more than an angel come and tell us. We got God himself right here speaking to us. This is God speaking to you. This is God speaking to me. You know, fear is the thing that grips in the middle of a situation, a storm, fear tries to grip you. Every time that somebody was in trouble and the angel of the Lord came, the first thing they would say, don't be afraid. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, for God not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. If you have to keep quoting that. There's many different scriptures that you can get a hold of and read that will keep you from going into fear. That's one I use all the time right there. Second Timothy 1, 7. Look at Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall be, you shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. Don't be afraid. Psalm 27, one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. My heart, that's the spirit man on the inside, will not be afraid. Even if I attack, I'm attacked, I will remain confident. Don't be afraid of the storm. It's not going to be fun to go through it. But the three Hebrew, I don't think it's too much fun when the three Hebrew children got thrown in the fire. But it sure was a lot of fun when they walked out. 
I don't matter if it was too much fun when Daniel went in the lion's den, but it was nice when he come out the next morning. And, you, and when you read the rest of that story on the Hebrew children and Daniel, you'll find out that good things happened because they came out of the storm. God delivered them and then things changed in the natural. Oh, look at Isaiah 41, 10. Don't be afraid. There it is. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. See all your angry enemies lie there confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing for I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God, there it is, Lord, your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help. Say it, don't be afraid. You see, fear brings, paralyzes you. It brings you to a point that you're doing nothing. When you get into fear, you can't think straight. When you panic, that's fear. That's the one thing that we were trained in the army. Never panic, never lose. Because if you lose, if you, if you panic, you lose your ability to think properly, to act properly. You get yourself and the rest, somebody else killed. Let me tell you what, don't be afraid. When the enemy comes in, banging and slapping and knocking you around, just stand up tall and say, don't go into panic and don't go into fear. But begin to tell him, I've not been given the spirit of fear, but a power and a sound mind and no weapon formed against me will prosper. I'll come out on the other side. You may look like you're taking me under. You may look like you're taking my ship down, but let me tell you something, Mr. Devil. I'm going to the other side. I got Jesus on board and he said, we're going to the other side. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, quoting the word of God will put the devil on the run. As long as you're able to move your mouth with the word of God coming out of your mouth, things can change. When you start saying, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you what, that just, that just begin, that, that's like, that's throwing, like throwing gasoline on a fire. It, that invigorates him. That gives him the momentum. But when you start quoting the word of God, saying no weapon found against me shall prosper. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not afraid of you, Mr. Devil, because the word says that I come out of this thing. That's like, that's like throwing gasoline on top of him and we burn his head down. Hallelujah. Anybody getting anything out of this this morning? You see, <clears throat> now, here's another thing. Paul told the guys, he said, take courage. Here, we have to stay courageous. I mean, they're in the middle of the storm. 
the boat is about to break up into pieces. And he said, he said, take courage. In other words, they said, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. You know, when Joshua was fixing to lead the children of Israel there in, in Joshua chapter 1, when he's fixing to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, God told him three times, be strong and courageous. Meditate on the scripture day and night so that you will prosper and succeed. Don't be afraid. Meditate on the scripture. Say what the scripture says. See, if you have the promises of God in your heart, you have read them, you have meditated on them, you have read them. Let me tell you what, you will stay encouraged. You will stay courageous because you know that he will do what he has promised in the word. Sometimes it takes courage to face the enemy. You've got to be willing to stand and look him in the eye and quote the word. Quote the word. When it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but the word says it will. Look at number four. Number four, he, he told Paul said this, and this is, this is where you got to get it now. Boldly, he declared, I believe God and it will be just as he said. That's not easy to do when you're facing the enemy. When the storm looks like it's taking you under. That's not easy to do. You know, I've been in some of those situations. I got dumped out of an air, a little private, we flew into Nairobi and we owned a little private airplane going to fly us over to Kasumu. We started to land at Kasumu and the pilot just made a turn, a 180 degree turn and Flew by, he said, hey, there's a storm coming. I can't land and I got to beat that storm back to Nairobi. And, and he, I, he come over and he landed on a grass strip and he said, hey, you guys get out. There's a road there. Catch a, catch a, catch a ride into the Caricho and then they'll help you get a taxi or something and you can get to where you're going. I mean, here it is. It's twilight. The sun's going down. You can see the storm clouds rolling. And I'm standing on beside of a highway in the middle of Kenya. Never been there before. Don't even know where I'm at. I, do, I know I'm in Kenya somewhere. Because I know I landed in Nairobi and this guy's flying me to another town called Kasumu. And now he lands on a grass strip out here in the middle of nowhere. Nothing, nothing around. And he says, see that road there? Go over there. That was about, oh, maybe 200 yards from the road. And I got over there. And there I am, standing beside the road. 
Man, it's, hey, that can be a scary situation. Hello. Somebody said, oh, well, that's nothing. Hey, you wasn't there. I was. (laughs) Night's coming on. I mean, you know, the the evening shadows are starting to come in. Before we finally, I finally did get a ride. Now I get a ride in this, I don't know what it is. It's this this little deal that had like a camper deal. It wasn't a camper, but it had seats in it. I guess it's a bus of some kind. We flagged it down and he told us to get in. I get in there and I'm sitting in there and there's four of the biggest, burliest guys sitting in there you ever seen. And they didn't look good either. They look mean. <laughs> and they looked, they mean, they looked at me and they looked at my, <clears throat> my bag I had. And I thought, oh man. This is when you got to, no weapon formed against me is prosper. <laughs> I've not been given the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. No weapon formed against me. I believe God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm doing this under my breath, you know, and, and, and I'm watching them. And all of a sudden, all, about inside of me, I'm, I'm saying, no weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And I've been given a spirit of fear to sitting there. And out by the inside of me, I, I, I hear it coming up, come up to my mind. <clears throat> Get that big candy. When I was in London, we had a layover all day in London. And I don't know whether you've been there, but they got them candy bars. They're about that long and about that wide and big big ones. I see some of my traveling people there have been through there. John, you ever seen that in the London Heathrow Airport? And there's, yeah. And uh, so I had that big old candy bar and uh, I got it out and unwrapped it and I, I broke some off and I ate it myself. Broke it off and ate it. And then I handed it, I reached out toward them like that. The frown left their face. They started smiling. I said, oh, I, praise the Lord. <laughs> I found out later when I got to Kasumu from Brother Silas O'Whitney, who I was going over there to minister with, he said, listen, he said, people get in those outfits all the time and nobody ever sees them again. I didn't know that. I just, uh, of course, I'm army trained. I just had enough sense to know that some, these guys were up to no good. I mean, how many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You can just, you, you, you can just see some, some of these guys and you know. <laughs> I think Anthony, Anthony calls it, he's from Detroit. He calls it street smarts. <laughs> I call it an army train. But let me tell you what. That was a storm. If I would have been, got afraid and started acting afraid, I don't know what would have happened. Hello. This is where you got, you, you got to believe God. You know, I'll tell another little story. Lynette and I, 
It was one Sunday years and years and years ago. Some, they, some people that told us about a Mexican restaurant over here somewhere, I mean, it was over there and down 11th Street or something, I think. This was years and years and years ago. Years ago. You know, like uh, probably uh, about uh, 80, something like that. Uh, that's what, that's 10 years ago, I guess. <laughs> anyway, where, I mean, I had on suit and tie. That's when they you know, that's when you wore a suit and tie to preach. You know, I had a person tell me one time after we didn't wa- weren't wearing suit and tie, he said, I don't know how you can have the anointing. You don't got on a suit and tie. I told him, I said, Jesus didn't have no tie. Paul didn't wear a tie. <laughs> the anointing don't come from the tie or the, you know. <laughs> anyway, so we went over to this place. I'm all dressed up. And when we walk in, I knew, I, 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 oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Guys had scabbards with knives in them. And I, I grabbed hold of Ned's hand and I, squirmed. <laughs> how many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You got to act bad whether you are or not. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> we sat down, we ordered. I told her, I said, eat as fast as you can. <laughs> And I was praying all the time under my breath. <laughs> but there are situations that you're going to get in in the natural that you're going to have to rely on the supernatural, the word of God. Hello. He said, I believe God. It will be just as he said. We need to keep believing what the word said. He is the master of the storm. Now look at this. God is the same God today that he was then. If he was the master of the storm then, he's the master of the storm today. Because Malachi 3.6 says, I'm the Lord, I don't change. So if he hadn't changed, he's still the same master of the storm. God is looking for people that are willing to obey him and walk with him and he'll take you through every storm. He promised he would. He said in Hebrews 13, five, for God has said, I will never fail you. I've never abandoned you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? God is saying to us, you may be in a storm, The rain may be falling all around you and upon you, but I'll guide you safely through the storm. You'll come to the shore on the other side and you can shout and rejoice because I am the master. If you'll believe me and follow me, I will take you through. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever 
spoken and failed to act as he ever promised and not carried through. Jeremiah 32, 27, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? In the darkest of the night, in the hardest place you've ever been in, when everything looks hopeless and no one gives you a chance, you don't even give yourself a chance. God said, I'm the master of the storm. Stand up, square your shoulders, begin to praise me, and you'll see that you'll come out on the other side. And no weapon formed against you will prosper, but you will come out victorious in every situation, in every storm of life. I am there for you. I am there with you. So shout and rejoice because nothing can take you down. Hallelujah to Jesus. Everybody stand, that's enough. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, I tried to just stir up these people's pure minds today that you're the master of any storm. Nothing can take them down. They will come through every time if they'll believe you and trust you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name.